It's podcast time. Hey everybody, it's me, it's old Johnny Boy. It's time to do the podcast. That's a pretty good tune. I should I should just uh, I should just I should just do that as my theme song. Oh man. Alright. Let's get to it. I hope. I hope this audio sounds okay. Got a slightly, slightly different setup. Not, not uh, crucially different. Not like dramatically different, but it's, uh, it's slightly different than last week. And I just want to make sure that my, I want to make sure the audio is good every, every goddamn time I do this. So, hopefully it is. And if not, I don't know. That's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm. By the way. Episode three. This is episode three. If I make it to the end of this episode, uh, that would be an all-time record for number of consecutive podcasts that I've ever done. So let's hope. Uh, let's hope I make it to the end of this. And uh, you know, oh, oh, oh. Here's here's one. Uh, there's an email. As in, uh, I didn't receive an email. There is a there's an official birthday boy podcast email address. And so you can send me hate mail at, uh, here it is, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to tell me how much you hate me and uh, whatever. I, I don't know, to write, write anything you want. Tell me how much I suck. Tell me how great I am. I'd prefer that. Um, and then also, uh, if you have any, uh, I don't know. If you have any cool stories yourself, eh, I don't know. Let's not go let's not go that crazy just yet. Feedback is fine. Anything else? Well, tell me whatever you want. That's cool. That's the email. Birthday boy what the fuck was it? Birthday birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That's birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so listen. Uh, oh, and on that note, I want to read some feedback that I did receive via text uh, from a couple of good pals. Uh, so here's this one's from uh, Carrie. Yes, that's right, Carrie, Carrie Duel, formerly Carrie Dumas, 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 Dumas. Kathy is a Dumas. Anyways, uh, Carrie. Carrie! Carrie, where are you? Carrie. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's one person laughing at that, at least. At least that's good. Nobody else, but, but at least Carrie's laughing at that. So listen, uh, Carrie writes, I'm cracking up at La Poopy, even though I've already heard it. This is so awesome. It's a great podcast, but also, I feel like you're hanging out with me in my case. I think she meant car. You know what, fucking Carrie? Learn learn the English language and then text me, please, next time. Learn to fucking read and write, and then we can have this conversation. Hanging out in my case? Who even knows what that means? Does it mean car? Are you in a suitcase? Man, extra work for me. 
having to decipher this trash. Uh, was cracking up at Dr. Ice yesterday. Thanks, thanks, Dumas. Uh, it's the best. Just finishing the first episode. Kept having to change it because the kids would get in the car. Hey, let the kids listen. Uh, so yeah, that's that's awesome. And then Carrie uh, also says, uh, "We that's Carrie and Nate, her husband, and a one of my oldest and dearest friends." We talk about podcasts all the time, and it's so awesome and strange that yours is the topic of discussion and praise this past week. Nice. Uh, Then she writes, episode two, even better than the first. I love that girl, Cam. I love both of them, but the stories about her punching those two jerks in the face and then not being nervous about being in the principal's office, I just can't take it. She is one of the coolest people I've ever met. I just love your family, and your anecdotes about them are among my fave stories. Carrie, you are correct. She's the best. We're the best. I'm the best. And thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, it's about time. And it's about time that more people acknowledge that. And there goes my voice. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so anyways, listen, Carrie, thanks. I love that feedback. You're the best. Keep listening. And uh, kindness matters, Carrie. But, you know, maybe run an autocorrect over that uh, over those texts uh, next time or something. You know, just maybe just do a proofread while you're sitting in your case. Just like proofread once in a while. Thanks. Uh, no, that means a lot, Carrie. That means a lot, Dumas. I appreciate it. You're the greatest. And then uh, there's so much feedback from Nate, too. And I... Sorry, Nate. Um, there's so many... Te- we text about so many ridiculous other things that I can't even find your complimentary text because I want to, uh, obviously I want to control the narrative and read only the positive reviews. And so uh, Nate sent me one as well, and I'm just trying to uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't find it, but he really, I know Nate enjoyed the podcast. So I've got two. Kim laughed at one of the things last week, so that was cool. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, keep... Keep only the positive feedback coming. Now that I mention it, don't send me any hate mail. Uh, just positive feedback. And if you do send me hate mail, I'm only going to read the positive stuff anyways to make myself uh, look and sound better than I actually am. So anyway, you know, speaking of... Po- it's funny, though. One thing that Nate and I were talking about via text... Uh, by the way, Shimo, I-, I doubt that you're listening, but I'll call you. Don't worry, I'm going to call you. I'm a fucking terrible phone call guy, but, you know, the fucking phone sucks. Not my phone. It's not like my phone sucks. The phone sucks. Like, talking on the phone sucks. But I'll call you, buddy. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's see. What was I going to talk about? Podcast. So, it's funny. We were talking about podcasting and how, uh, yeah, people get, like, these sponsorships and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, can make a, you can make a pretty good penny. If, uh, yeah, if you have sponsors, if you have this and that. And uh, it made me think, <laughs> it made me think of one of w- one such podcast, free, free plug for the WDW radio podcast, which is a Walt Disney World themed podcast. This dude, Lou Mangello, he's the host of the podcast. And I've been listening, like, I used to listen to a ton of Disney podcasts, Kim and I, because we went to Disney every other weekend pretty much back when you could fly to Orlando. 
from Albany for like $50, $50 one way. Um, so we would fly to Orlando quite often and we would, uh, when, when in Orlando or when not in Orlando, we would listen to Disney podcasts and one such podcast, WDW radio, Lou Mangel, this guy, this dude used to be an attorney in New York somewhere. He's a, he's a New York guy, a Jersey guy, maybe he used to be an attorney and then he quit the whole gig, quit the whole game. Like this is, this is like the dream, right? He did the podcast. It got pretty successful and he wanted to be able to take it to the sort of next level, his whole thing. So sold his house, quit the law firm. They moved to Orlando. He's still doing the podcast. He does a live thing every Wednesday on Facebook live Q and a discussions. He organized all these meet and greets at Disney and he, you know, he's, all kinds of shit, and he travels around. He does, uh, you know, motivational speaking type stuff, talking about how to be successful doing a podcast, how to be this and that. Guys, you know, he's published a bunch of books about Disney, all kinds of shit. It's really impressive. That's like that's the thing that people strive to do. Is like, hey man, if, if I'm you know that you know lightning strikes and I'm like one of those guys who can actually make a decent living off this thing, that's pretty sweet. And this guy did. And this guy quit his fucking job as an attorney, by the way, in New York. So he was making, he was making some pretty good coin to begin with. Anyways, it just made me, it made me think I've been a long time listener since 2008 of this guy's podcast. I don't listen that much anymore. It's kind of like how much, how much can I listen to about Disney at this point? It's, you know, it's enough, but I do enjoy listening because he's got a very informative and entertaining podcast. So that's a free ad for WDW radio. So anyway, he was doing one of his Facebook lives. I don't know when this was, a few months ago, a year ago. I don't even remember. And I thought, you know, I've been listening to this guy for 10 years. Why not uh, just send a quick note to him on Facebook Live and ask a question? Because he was talking about going to, I think, Tokyo Disney. He was talking about Disney cruises. He was talking about kind of an international theme to this particular uh, Facebook Live that Lou was hosting. And I thought, I'll ask him a question. And the question was, uh, tips for eating abroad. Except the spelling, if anybody watches Impractical Jokers, uh, which, by the way, thanks to Carrie and Nate for getting us into Impractical Jokers a few years back. Uh, We've seen them live. We watched the show. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Impractical Jokers had a particular episode uh, if anybody doesn't know, Impractical Jokers is four guys, and one dude goes out into public, uh, you know, out out into the middle of uh, New York City or out into the streets somewhere on top of the Empire State Building or an office or a restaurant or something, and the other three guys are are in backstage somewhere. They've they're all mic'd up and wired up, and the three guys are telling the one guy, "You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to say this." And then, and hilarity ensues, and it really does. Like, painful laughter ensues most of the time. And then they switch off, and then the next guy comes out, and the other three tell him what to do. And so there was one episode where, where, where one of the guys uh, <laughs> had to give uh, etiquette lessons at a restaurant, like fine dining etiquette lessons or something at a restaurant. And so he had a, a big, uh, you know, one of those paper flip pad things, one of the giant pieces of paper that you flip over. What the hell are those called? Giant paper pad? 
Is it giant paper pad? Flippy pad? I don't even know. I can't. What's the name for those? Well, you know what I mean. You get the marker and you write, and then you flip over to the next page and you keep writing. And so he ha- so he didn't know what was written on each page. They had the other jokers had already written topics, and he had to then pick, flip the page to the next topic, and then ad lib, talk about this topic. And one of the topics was tips for eating abroad. Except, except abroad was spelled A space B R O A D, which makes me laugh just saying that out loud. And so I wrote to Lou Mangello on his international themed Disney podcast Facebook Live episode Hey Lou, longtime listener, any tips for eating abroad? You know what? I could talk about it. How about I just play it? Alice, and I have to sort of figure. Um... I've got to figure it out. It's so crowded this week that it does not bode well for me. I have a lot of work to do in the parks in a very, very short, short period of time. So, um, John Hopkins, the man, not the school, says, Lou, loves long time listener since 2008, a decade. He's been listening for a flipping decade. That's 10 years to you. That's crazy, man. Any tips for eating abroad? Um, any for eating abroad? Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Was that intentional? Um, <laughs> try everything once. That's it. That's it. So you can always make a date. Melanie Jones. Oh, she <laughs> angry face. Ah, this is the part where I laugh at my own jokes for the next five minutes. <laughs> uh, but this is also, he has a very, very extremely family-friendly podcast, and it's a very family-friendly Facebook Live. Nobody's swearing like I do on that. It's nothing. It's just, it's for the kids. It's for the family. Uh, and, and, of course, I can't show you on the podcast. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I'll have to post this on Facebook or something, because uh, he posted he posted my comment on the video while he was doing the Facebook Live, which made it just enhance the whole thing. Uh, so anyways, Lou Mangiello, what a great podcaster. What a great podcast. And uh, it was fun to get to prank him on his Facebook Live by asking for tips tips for eating abroad. And, uh, okay, try everything once, he said. That's good. Fucking guy rolled with it, too. What a, what a, what a pro. What a pro. So, anyway, uh, I was taking the kids to school the other day, and usually I, I put on something that I want to listen to, or I, or I, you know, I put on whatever. And uh, in this case, I just didn't—I didn't really have time to put on something on my on my app, you know, on Spotify or a podcast or anything like that. So I, I just put something that was on Sirius. I think it was like Kiss FM or something. Kiss, Kiss. No, that's not it. Whatever the New York station, I think it's Kiss. I think it's Kiss FM out of New York. They have that on. They have that station on Sirius. And one of the fucking guys. No, they didn't. That's not the story. It wasn't on Sirius. It was on the regular radio. It was just on terrestrial radio on FM. And look, before I start making fun of people on the radio, yes, I realize that I'm sitting in my bedroom on a microphone on a computer. Uh, in my t-shirt and shorts, not being paid and not on the radio. It's not necessarily a goal of mine to be on the radio. So with that said, I think that's enough. Uh, I think if I preface with what I just said, that's enough to allow myself to now make fun of somebody who gets paid a uh, probably not a very reasonable wage, but decent enough. It's a, 
It wasn't Kiss FM. It wasn't the New York station. It was the local station. Yeah. It was a Boston state. One of the one of the things that's like programmed into Kim's car, into the presets, because I don't know any of the local stations in Boston or New Hampshire, because uh, they all suck. Um, and this one was no exception. The guy was on the radio and he was talking about like you know they do the they do the morning banter. Uh, let's go out. Hey, is is uh, got some got some tunes coming at you. These they still fucking talk like that too, which is great. Uh, so this guy was talking about something, how he was wearing a romper. He's like, hey, I was wearing a romper the other day. I wore one of those men's rompers. Can you believe that? And then, and then of course, the whole, like, the zoo crew in the background is just, they're just, they're already laughing. I'm like, what's the, what's the joke? He wore a romper? It's like, and it turned out the, uh, the barn door was open. <laughs> that, that was embarrassing. I'm like, okay. Like, no wonder fucking... Everybody's listening to podcasts and nobody's listening to radio. They're listening to Sirius. They're listening to Spotify. They're listening to you know, anything else. Uh, it's just like, fuck. No wonder why. I mean, it's like bad enough. You got these, and those guys still talk like that. This is what's hey, coming at two for Tuesday. Coming at you. And then you've got like fucking Imus. He just went off the air last year. That was a sad state of affairs when that dude went off the radio. Like, I listen because I, I like to listen to things or watch. I'll watch a, a finale of a TV show that I don't even watch just to watch the finale because I want to know. I figure I can get most of what happened. If it's like nine seasons worth of something, I'll just watch the finale and I can figure it out pretty well. Like I watched uh, the finale of The Big Bang Theory a few weeks ago, which I've tried many, many times to watch that show. And I just, um, it's like, it's too. Uh, What's the word? Non, not funny, I guess. Like for people who like comedy, it's not funny, and for it's like too contrived, nerdy to be like a good nerd show, and it's too not funny to be a comedy. Uh, but that's okay. People, what what the fuck do I know? It's like the most popular show since Seinfeld. So who the hell? Who am I? Who am I to talk about the Big Bang Theory? But I watched... Actually, I didn't watch. I watched like 10 minutes of the finale. I couldn't even make it through that. I've tried so hard to watch that show over the years because everybody loves this show. It's got to be funny. There's got to be something about it. And, you know, just boom, boom, boom. Nerd reference, nerd reference, nerd reference. Joke, 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 joke. Nothing's funny. Nothing's funny. On to the next thing. Bazanga, bazinga, whatever that fucking asshole says. Uh, But I I watched... well, I watched as much of the finale as I could, and I got I got it. I get it. I got the idea, you know, whatever. But I like watching finales of shows that I've never seen, and I like watching uh, listening to finales of radio shows like uh, WPLJ had their sign-off in New York last week, which was actually really sad. And now they're just, you know, some shitty Christian station. And then before that, uh, Imus, uh, Don Imus signed off last year. And that was really bad. That was a terrible final episode because he just ranted about you know, this and that, and you can't you can't even understand what this asshole says. And I would try to listen to him because you know, sometimes I don't know. There's there's just something I don't even know why I would just I would listen to him sometimes. He reminds me of somebody, and I can't even think of who i think i think he might remind me of my grandpa in a weird way and maybe that's why i listened i don't know except my grandpa didn't have like marbles in his mouth you could understand what he was saying 
this Abbas is talking like this in details of somebody that's 15 after the hour, Abbas in the morning, program and Vox Brothers. And that's all it is. It's like three hours of just listening to that. God's first talking in the morning, And then the fucking guy, which is like something that I would do because I would add stupid sound effects to a podcast because I'm an idiot. This guy gets off the air. And he does this fake sound of like knocking over a microphone and then the feedback and then that's it. That's the last thing you hear and then it's like 20 minutes of music and it's just really, it's really contrived. Anyways, my point is that the FM dial and the AM dial are pretty terrible. Uh, but luckily you're tuned into this and obviously as you can hear, you're getting the best that radio, podcasting, any of that stuff has to offer. This is, dare I say, the most compelling show that probably has ever existed on the uh, on the audio airwaves. Yeah, I think uh, I think it is. I think it is. Okay, that was on my that was on my list of things to talk about. I think on my first show, and I thought that's such a dumb topic. And here I have talked about it, and I still think that was such a dumb topic. But anyways, I would love to be able to talk. I'd love to be able to go to a radio station and just talk like this and say, "Hey, can I be your morning DJ?" And then just it would, and then it would be funny if I just got stuck just talking like this and I'd come home and I'm like, "Hey, kids, how was school? Well, that sounds super duper. Great to see you. What's for dinner, baby? Oh boy, pizza. I sure do love pizza." But <laughs> uh, a guy can dream. A guy can dream. Uh Speaking of super duper, I just I said super duper. <laughs> that made me think of uh, there was this woman once uh, for one summer before my senior year in college. I worked at Target. It was okay. It was it was fine. It was easy. They they really just left me alone. It's a huge store, so you can I would hide in the electronics department, and for the most part, nobody really knew that I was there, and they didn't really care, and it was it was very easy. And everybody was cool. It was okay. And there was this one woman named Gladys who was the most positive motherfucker that I've ever met. It was disgusting. But also at the same time, like most positivity, I just, you know, you want to like blow your brains out. This one, I actually thought, boy, she's she's the real article, man. She's, she's you know, she's Del Griffith. She's the real article. She's like, she means it. She's sincere. She's legit. She really is happy to just happy to just be alive and working at Target. And she was no matter where you know. Every morning you kind of get your assignment. Uh, you know you're going to be over here. You're going to be working this section. You're going to be in the sporting goods. You're going to be in the cash register. Hopkins, you're going to be. We're going to stick you back in electronics with the other freaks. So you can uh, you know just hide hide behind the. CD players in 2001 there were still CD players so relax I know they don't have them anymore uh, but this Gladys was just they would give her a, her assignment you're like okay you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be sorting every piece of of women's lingerie that we have and she'd be like oh okay oh terrific so great and then like uh, next after that you're gonna everything she she was just so happy like Oh, that sounds good. Okay, sounds great. And then one day they had, we walked into the break room, and nothing particularly interesting happened except they put the schedule up, like maybe a day early, like next week's schedule or the following, whatever, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. 
and they put the schedule up and it was it was like a di- maybe it was an hour early i don't even know and somebody said oh hey look at that this the schedule's up and she walks walks over she says oh oh look at look the schedule's up oh super super duper oh that's super super duper and then uh, that's it that's the story but she would say to anything uh, gladys you're going to be uh, you're going to be uh, hand washing the uh, the uh, undergarments that uh, the the women from the senior center tried on yesterday after oh oh super super duper oh oh washing undergarments oh that's all get my hands dirty oh super duper every fucking thing everything she did was super duper i mean i don't know maybe a Maybe a brick fell on her head. Maybe it wasn't actually positivity, but she, Jesus Christ, she had a smile on her face. She was happy to do every goddamn thing that was thrown at her. Not me. I complain about everything. I complain about everything. It's it might come as a surprise. I'm I'm very filled with complaints. Uh, so the next uh, the next thing I guess. Oh, so I did. Here's what I want. I know what I want to update. Let me flip. I flipped my notes here. Uh, where was it? Oh, yeah. So my, my buddy there at the grocery store, you know, my my fist bump guy there, my pal, my best friend, my BFF whose name I don't know and who certainly doesn't know my name because I'm not giving that information out. No, sir. Uh, yeah, so my good buddy there, we, uh, we stopped in last week. The kids had dance recitals and they had dance rehearsals and they had talent show, variety show. It was last Friday after the variety show. We stopped into Shaw's just to grab. It was fairly late. It was I don't know eight or eight o'clock, eight thirty. I stopped in just to grab. Just wanted to grab a little, you know, little good old grocery store sushi. So uh, I walk in, and the kids, Kim, are waiting in the car. And I get to the entrance, and I can just see him st- standing there, old fist bump Freddy. I don't know what his name is. I'm just gonna call him fist bump Freddy because I don't fucking know. And he always, he's like a hawk. This dude can spot me anywhere in the store. As I mentioned, he finds me wherever I am in the goddamn store. Uh, So he's standing there outside. I'm not really sure what he's doing. Like, he's just standing there. This guy talks about how many hours he works. It's like, yeah, because I think it takes you nine hours to do what others might accomplish. Maybe in, uh, maybe in two? Oh. Sorry, phone's ringing. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. A gal is like a racehorse, I play her to win. But if I should lose her, okay. another may come in. Oh, Sorry about that, everybody. Like and we took a, uh, an impromptu joke. break. And I said we'll be back right after this, but there's there's nothing to come back from. There's no ads. There's no there's no sponsors. It's bullshit. Anyway, oh yeah, thanks, Dino. What was I saying? Oh, so listen. So my my buddy there, my my pal, old Freddy, Freddy, uh, Freddy fist bump. So. So we get to the grocery store last week, and I'm walking up, and I can see him. He's sta- he's just standing in the entrance, just blocking the entrance, and he sees me, and I'm like, ah, fuck, fuck. There's no escape. There's no escape. I'm I'm in this. I'm in this. This is gonna happen. We're gonna have to have a conversation. 
<laughs> so I, I approach him and he just looks at me and he just goes, what the, what the, what the, what the, what the, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you okay? Everything good? And he's like, what the, what the, I'm like, okay, well, good to see you. Keep, keep doing your thing, man. Keep being you. I'm going to go get this sushi and then get the fuck out of here. And so naturally he follows me to the sushi. And while he's following me, he starts uh, meowing and barking. This is a grown man. Um, so I'm walking over to the sushi and he just starts going, meow, meow. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to grab this sushi and pretend this isn't happening and pretend I'm not just totally fucking weirded out by all of this. Ah, there's the sushi. I don't know what it is. I didn't even look. I just grabbed something. I think I just grabbed a box of napkins because I just I wanted to get the fuck out of there. So he's meowing. He's barking. He's barking. He's meowing. And uh, so then all of a sudden I pick up the sushi and there's some some sound... <laughs> Some some sound from behind the like the sushi counter in the back. It was dark. It was late enough. There's nobody. The deli's closed. The sushi counter's closed. The pizza station's closed. The hot food shit bullshit thing. It's all closed. So it's dark back in that area. And it was nothing. It was like a pan fell over or something. It was just a sound of a, a quick crashing sound. A pan or a spoon or some bullshit fell over. He goes. He goes. What was that? I was like, I don't know, man. It's probably you. Probably probably just ghosts. And he's like, he's like, no, it wasn't that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, what was it then? And he goes, meow, meow. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so I start to move faster towards the uh, cash register, and he he just starts going, what the, f- what the. F- what the f- Meow. Meow. Ruff, 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 ruff. Like, okay, buddy. And I just gave him a little pat on the shoulder like, be good. Take it easy, dude. See you next time. So I go and cash out. And then, of course, before, before I went to the register, he was behind me. And now somehow, and it took me all of like 30 seconds to do all of this and get out of there. And then suddenly I walk past. Maybe, maybe he's a, like a triplet or a quadruplet. That would actually explain a ton, because there's no other real explanation. There's there's just three or four of him. He's a clone. He's a triplet. He's a quadruplet. A quintuplet. A sextuplet. I don't know. Because I'm leaving, and when I when I went to cash out, he was behind me, and now I'm leaving with my little bag of sushi, and he's now I walk past the the other registers, and he's there bagging groceries. And he turns his head and he looks at me and he goes, ruff, ruff. meow, meow. Like, All right, see ya. I think uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm done coming to this store. I think that's. I think that might be it. That might be the end of it. Oh, who are we fucking kidding? I'm gonna be back there tomorrow. I'm sure. I say a, I say a lot of things. I make a lot of promises. Make a lot of things. I say a lot of things that I'm gonna do, and I do not live up to them. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of boycotts that fell through after after a solid 
10 or 20 minutes. Uh, not that I would boycott Shaw's. I just maybe go to a different location. Maybe go to Market Basket, which has got its whole uh, its whole different set of uh, characters. Characters is a good word over there at uh, at Market Basket. Oh brother! So yeah, so he's now he's meowing and barking at me, and saying, "What the, f- what the?" F-? I'm like, "Dude, you're fucking on the clock. What are you doing?" Like, get your shit together. You're going to you know, go do do things. Stop barking and meowing and what the f at me. What the f you. Get the f out of here and get the f back to work, you f idiot. <sighs> so there's, yeah, so that's what's that's what's doing with uh, with old Freddy there. Old Freddy fist bump. Uh, so I mentioned, uh, I mentioned we were coming from the, uh, that was Friday night. We were coming for the for the talent show, the variety show. Um, and dance rehearsal and all it's, it's June. So it's the season for all of that stuff. And, uh, we had the, uh, the, the kids dance recital on Saturday. They're both in two different programs, but through the same program, two different dance things through the same thing at the same program. Yes. That's, a, that's, that's much more clear i think so uh, and i i bought tickets way too last year i bought tickets fairly early we had much better seats this year we were way in the way in the back we were we were like five rows from the back of the whole auditorium it's a pretty big auditorium well luckily uh, there was nobody in front of us which was great can't complain about that and even better kim's on the end i'm next to her and then the next people are two seats down so there's a buffer so I'm I'm next to my wife which is fine cuz then I don't you know we don't care where our elbows and space personal space is no big deal there's nothing and then on my side there's nobody sitting there fucking perfect great this is awesome the as I said the, the thing starts at 2 doors open at 1:30 great we drop the kids off at 1 cuz they had to be there at 1 and then we waited outside for the doors to open. We went in at 1.30, and we got seated. Now we're ready. And you get, that's 30 minutes to get seated. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time to get seated. A lot of time to get seated. Uh, and yet, here we are at 2 o'clock. And it doesn't bother me as much because my kids aren't in the first act or the second act or the third. Uh, but, you know, uh, you fuckheads... When there's a fucking dance recital and it's a bunch of little kids who are many of whom are doing this for the first time or maybe the second time, it's still, it's a lot of little kids. And the older kids who have been doing it for years, they're way later in the day. They're like at the end of the day, the afternoon, middle of the afternoon, middle of the evening, whatever the fuck. So if the, if the thing says starts at 2, does that mean come in at 205? Does it mean walk through the doors at 201? Because then the sunlight comes through, and then all the noise, and all the people, and then we're sitting there, and these fuckheads, oh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, can I get by you? Can I get by Oh, sure. Yeah, let's just, everybody, everybody, it's 208, but we need to all stand up and stop paying attention to these performers who have been working since September to put together a fucking dance routine to let this stupid son of a bitch who got here at 207 find his fucking seat. You know what, asshole? You can watch from the parking lot. You know what? Get the fuck out of here. Go watch from the parking lot, you son of a bitch, on the closed circuit TV. Oh, there isn't one? Great. Go fuck yourself. Buy the DVD. It's not a fucking cocktail party. 
cocktail party, cocktail party, uh, whatever, starts at 8 o'clock. That doesn't mean get there at 8 o'clock. It doesn't mean get there at 7.30. Cocktail party means we start at 8 o'clock, get there anytime after 8 o'clock. That's a cocktail party. Get to a cocktail party after the time that it says it's supposed to start. If it's a cocktail party starts at 7, you get there after 7. Not before, not on 7 o'clock, after 7. 8 o'clock, after. That's a cocktail party. Cocktail party rules. Dance recital rules? Get there the fuck early, you stupid fuck. Ah. Oh. So the fucking door's swinging open left and right. And then fucking people are, t- they're talking, like chatting away. Like it is a fucking cocktail, but maybe they didn't, maybe they thought they were at a cocktail party for some reason. I know I get schools, giant old middle schools from the 30s and people's houses confused all the time. And I get afternoon and evening confused all the time. So maybe they thought they were at a goddamn cocktail party. Sure, there were no cocktails or hors d'oeuvres, but maybe they thought that because they sure as fuck acted like it. Walking around, excuse, oh, excuse me, I just need to get to my seat. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Fuck off. What the fuck is what the fuck is wrong with everybody? I'll just I'll just barge through the door at two o five, and then I'll uh. I'll wander up and down the aisle with my little cell phone flashlight, and then I'll get the attendant, I'll get the usher to come and help me find my flashlight. And then when I get seated, I'll I'll just take my coat and put it here, and I've got some flowers for my dancer, and I'll just rustle those around a little bit. Uh, then, I'll, then I'll just uh, rather loudly whisper to everyone around me about, uh, oh, the traffic. Hey, the traffic was unbelievable. The traffic, I, I couldn't get parking because... Uh, that's why you fucking get there early, you sack of shit. These fuck. And the thing that's worse is the fucking dancers that started the thing off were like the little, the little babies, the three-year-olds, the two, three, four-year-olds, whatever the fuck they are. That was the first act, so that's great. Great confidence booster for them. Have an old man fuckhead and his stupid wife coming in, and all their little kids and everybody else are running up and down the aisle. Where's my seat? Where's my seat? It's two oh eight. It's two eleven. I need to find my seat. Oh my god, like, how do you just, it's hard to not just hate people, because they are, they're idiots, and assholes, and hateable. Uh, so that was, that was that part of the dance recital. And then, uh, and then to make things uh, even better, as I thought, this is too good to be true, nobody's sitting in front of us, nobody's right next to me, and then the fucking... That that first group of kids who was dancing, the little cute little three toddler, two, three, four year olds, whatever whatever they are, three or four, I don't I don't even know. Uh, they finish, and of course, uh, the woman sitting two seats down from me is the grandmother of one of the performers, and so she, the little the little cute little performer came up with her mom. Her mom was sitting like eight seats down from me, and so for some reason she thought, hey, you know what? Sit next to this strange, sit between your grandmother and this guy, this fat guy with the beard. Sit next to him. She said, is it okay if she sits here? I'm like, it's not my fucking seat. I, you bought the ticket. I, You know, I. what can I say? So, of course, this kid sits down and she's, every song, she's going... Actually, I should, I, I'm giving her too much credit. Uh, that would that would that would that would presume that she had some sense of rhythm, which she didn't. And look, 
it's it's one thing to shit on these these kids, which I'm which I'm doing right now. I'm I'm shitting on this 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 child, and more than anything, shitting on her parents for allowing her to sit next to me, which is ridiculous. Just don't be. If you want to, if you want to talk about how much the kids suck at clapping and making noise when they're sitting next to you, that's one thing. But when they're performing on stage, just shut the fuck up and watch and be respectful. When they're done, then it's it's uh, no holds barred. It's all the rules are out the window. Anything goes. Uh, so she sat next to me the whole time. <laughs> this is like three year old. She kept staring at me. She kept staring at me. She kept staring at me. And the grandmother tried, oh, do you want to sit on grandmother's lap? And she did for like five minutes. And then she sat next to me the rest of the time and <laughs> clapping at everything. Like, great. Yeah. Okay. you're cla-. And then and then just staring at me. And then at one point, I finally just looked down and I said, hello. And she fucking went nuts. She was, she was cr- uh, cracking up. I looked uh, I just looked down. I wasn't even trying to be funny. I wasn't like doing a joke or anything. I wasn't doing like I wasn't trying to amuse her, entertain her. I just looked down. And I said hello, and she goes, <laughs> and then just started clapping more again. So that was cool. the The only thing better would have been if uh, then Freddie Fistbump showed up to to take that seat and sit next to me and meow and bark while she's cracking up at me saying hello. Oh man, what a fucking nightmare. Anyways, other than that, the dance recital was awesome. These kids are so fucking talented. Mine are. All of these kids are. It's just, it's amazing. Uh, they're just, they're just unbelievable. Just unfucking believable. It took me 39 years to plug in a microphone and like talk in front of nobody with no, nobody watching me. And these kids are just like, yeah, I'll go up on, st-. I mean, like when I was a kid, I would, <laughs> if, if there was a, a variety show, a talent show, or anything like that. I was just—it wasn't even a thought in my mind. Like, I'm not gonna do that. I have no talent. I'm not gonna, what am I gonna do? Is stand up on stage and like, you know, gallop across the stage or something like that? Then you get to the fucking recital, the fucking talent show in elementary school, and you, and you sit down, and then you realize ninety percent of these kids—that's all they're doing. They're playing music and galloping across the stage. I'm not talking about the kids these days. I'm talking about the kids when I was a kid. Like the kids of my generation who just got in front of the, the thing and they just you just skip across the stage or something like that. Uh, but these these fucking kids today are just like unbelievable. The talent, like Cam did the "We Are the World." She sang "We Are Are the World" and did it in sign language, and all all of her classmates were doing it too. And it's like, holy shit! You were you've been learning this the whole time. This is fucking unbelievable, dude. Then you that you came from dance where you where you perfected this number and the rest of the kids are watching you to to see where all the moves are and you're like the leader of the class and then and then the other ones they do you do ballet and you it's fucking it's unbelievable and me uh, I once had to go to a baseball game in elementary school and I cried the whole way there because I I regretted that I played baseball I may have mentioned this already I once I once when I was in fourth grade I watched a baseball game on TV one time and then said, hey, maybe I should play baseball. And then I played baseball and I fucking hated every second of it and I wanted to to quit the team. I hated going to games. And then to make matters worse, during the games themselves, I kind of figured like, well, most of these pitchers are not great because they're all like my age and they're okay, but some are really good, some aren't. If I just kind of stand here, eventually I'm going to get Ball four, take your base. So I played the odds, 
and I didn't swing on anything at all. And I would, if I struck out, then uh, okay, so be it. And if I if I got on base, then pff, fantastic. I did the minimal amount possible to achieve uh, success. And and occasionally I would get onto first base, and um, I think once or twice I even I even got to second. It was, it was pretty unbelievable. And uh, and then I would I would cry about having to do that. And then one time, oh, and then I would try to get hit by the ball. There were a few times where I got hit in the back, and then that's an automatic base, so that's perfect. That was my that was my baseball career, and I never played it again, and it turned me off to a sport forever, although I enjoy sometimes watching it now, but uh, the idea of playing baseball is, uh, is somewhat of a, a nightmare to me. Anyway... <laughs> So the so what I'm saying is these kids, both of my kids and all these kids that just do all this shit and get good grades and do all the sports and the activities and the after school and the dancing and this and that and go up on stage and do all this shit. I'm I'm so happy that my kids are so much better than I was at life already at this age. They're better at life at this age than I probably am at my age. Not probably. That's that's a that's a definite definitely. Um, although there was one, I had one good in my, uh, in my athletic career, which was minimal. Uh, I had a few good moments. Uh, baseball was, there were no good moments in baseball. Uh, I, I had to play on my birthday. That's another shitty birthday. We had a game on my birthday and Super Mario three came out and I had to play baseball instead of sitting home at my ass in the basement and playing Super Mario three. And that's kind of how I still am today. If I have to leave the house when I could be playing video games, I'm a fucking, I'm a mess. I'm just a mess. So uh, there was this one time I was on the swim team at the Edison Club. And the swim teams that you race against when you're on the swim team at the country club is all is all the other shitty country clubs in the area. And uh, And you really get to see how douchey all these kids are. You go to like these fucking, you know, all these other country clubs in the Albany area, and everybody's kind of a kind of a cock, kind of an asshole. Not all of them, but you know, these kids, these fucking assholes, get up there and eh. so there's this one piece of shit, and it was it was at one of two places. It was either at Wolford's Roost, um, or it was at Albany Country Club. It was one of those two. And those guys were all, they were always pretty good at swimming, but they were also pretty good at being fucking assholes too. Uh, not that Edison Club was any great thing, but you know, uh, not as douchey as as some of these other places. Skylar Meadows, that's a fucking douchebag country club. If anybody out there listening uh, is at Skylar Meadows, I hope it's better than it was when I was a kid because they were fucking assholes there. Anyway. Uh, so this one fuckface kid standing there in his little speedo, and I'm the anchor of the relay team, and we suck. The Edison Club sucked. We were always um, competing against Skylar Meadows or Mohawk Country Club for uh, second uh, second to last place, and uh, sometimes we won. Sometimes we came in second to last, and. I think this was one of these years where we were pretty good. We actually won maybe maybe three of our meets. So we're, we're racing against these assholes from Wolford's Roost. 
<laughs> Albany Gun. What a fucking stupid name, by the way. Wolford's Roost. What the fuck does that even mean? Anyways, we're at we're at the roost, as uh, as those fuckers call it, and uh, and this sack of shit is standing there in the other lane, and he fucking looks over at me and he says, "I can." Oh man, this is gonna be easy. I can beat this guy. I'm like. You fucking stupid son of a bitch. You just said that in front of me where I can hear you. You're going to lose. I didn't say anything out loud. I just said, this fucker is going to lose. I don't give a shit when I dive into this pool. He's going to fucking lose to me. So the first guys go down and back. Tag to the next guys. Go down and back. It's pretty neck and neck. And then we start falling behind. The third guy goes, does whatever the third thing is. I don't know. The backstroke. Who gives a shit? Fucking doggy paddle for all I know. So the third guy goes, and now we're like, now we're falling behind. I'm like, shit. <laughs> now I'm really, I'm really up against that this fucking guy might actually beat me. And I wasn't great at swimming, so I thought, yeah, there's a very good chance he could beat me. But I'm not going to let this sack of shit dive into the water in his stupid Speedo with his little stupid face hanging out there for everyone to see. So, like... He dives in, and then a few seconds later, I dive in, and then I'm just like, I'm just clawing at water as fast as I can. I'm not breathing. I took one big breath. I said, I'm not going to breathe until this race is over. I'm taking one big fucking breath, and I'm going to beat this sack of shit. And then I, then I dove into the water, and I could see, I see his feet. I'm like, fuck, this guy's so fucking far ahead of me. But I'm just, I'm just clawing and kicking, kicking, kicking my little legs as fast as they could kick, clawing, clawing at the water, just pulling water back as fast as I can, like I'm digging a fucking trench. In in some kind of bizarre world where people lie down and do the do the freestyle to dig trenches, but you get the picture. I'm 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 swimming fast. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm swimming fast in this scenario, as fast as I can, and then his stupid feet. And his little fucking stupid legs and his stupid speedo get closer and closer, and I'm like, "Come on!" And then I, then I, then I hit the flip turn, and then I just I push off as fast as I can. Then suddenly, but now the problem is he's on my left, and I'm, and I can't, I can't see as well. I, I can't, like, I just, you know, I have a bad, bad vision in my left eye, and I tend to, if I do have to take, which I didn't, I didn't hold my breath the whole fucking time. I took a breath, I'm sure. So now I got to take a breath to the right. So now, uh, you know, he's 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 on my right going down, but now I'm coming back and he's on my left. So I don't know where the fuck he is, which makes me claw the, the water even faster and harder. I'm like, just get to the fucking finish line and I'm just moving. I think I took one. I just took one breath and then I just fucking head down, just clawing, kicking, clicking, clawing all this shit. I don't know where this asshole is, but I'm going to fucking get there. And all of a sudden, my f- my hand touches the wall, and I could just hear the roar of the crowd, and I pop up, and we're both there at the same time, and I don't know what's happening. And then I look up, and all my teammates are jumping up and down, and the fucking ref- referee? What the fuck is the guy's name? He's not the ref. The judge? The, the little asshole who wears the white shirt and the white shorts, white sneakers, white socks, white hat. And shoots the little fireworks gun to start the race. Whatever that asshole's name is. The judge? The lane judge? I don't know. The asshole in the white shorts, uh, you know, points to our lane. And we we won the fucking race. We won the fucking race. Unbelievable. Me, this asshole, just got called out. Some piece of shit 
from the roost said, ah, fuck this kid. I'm going to beat this kid. And then I fucking beat his ass. Uh, that's not the best part, though. The best part was I don't I don't like uh, I don't like team spirit. I don't really like teams. I don't like coaches or being coached or being managed. Uh, so I, I have a hard time just like getting myself, you know, and I have, I don't like being a good, uh, being a good sport is important. You have to be respectful, but I don't really like, you know, uh, saying to some guy who just beat me like good game. I do, however, like going up to some little pussy who said, oh, I can take this kid and going right up to his face and then making him feel even worse by saying good race, really great job. Because I can pretend, I can pretend that bullshit all day long. I can make believe that crap, if if in fact that my good sportsmanship makes somebody feel worse. That's what I'm trying to say. Sportsmanship for the sake of sportsmanship, I have no time for that. Sportsmanship for the sake of making my defeated opponent feel worse inside than he already does from losing, and now he feels bad because he's thinking like I'm a good sport and I'm a good kid. That's that's the ultimate thrill for me. Beating some little piece of shit pussy bastard from Wolford's fucking roost and then going up to him afterwards, which I did, and I walked up to this piece of shit and he's he's standing there and he's like he's he's actually he's like sniffling. He's crying. <laughs> so that was even even better. I beat this bastard. Then I went up to congratulate him on a hard-fought race and then I got to see him cry in front of his family in front of his teammates in front of you know the guy that he could definitely beat easily I got to walk up there and I just put my hand out and shook his head I said hey man that was a really good race and then he fucking lost it and then he he just like he couldn't even he couldn't he looked up at me and he's he just nodded <laughs> like this, like his fucking lip and the fucking spittles going everywhere and his tears and little snot bubbles coming out of his stupid fucking nose. And I'm just shaking his goddamn hand saying, good job, man. So I just walked up to this crying, sniveling piece of shit and told him good job, which is bullshit. He did a fucking terrible job. He lost to me and I fucking sucked, by the way. I wasn't I wasn't anything for good at swimming. I was good enough. I was I was Edison Club good, which you know, that's like saying I'm like I'm the best swimmer in the kiddie pool. Uh but anyways, I I went up to this fucking bastard, said good 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 race, whatever the fuck I said. He's crying, he's starting to, you know, he's tearing up already and then when I congratulated him, made him feel even worse. And that is when Good sportsmanship really pays off when you can use good sportsmanship to make somebody feel worse about themselves than I say, be the best sportsman you can be. If you're doing it to like, you know, because you think it's the right thing to do, fuck that. If, if there's nothing, if there's nothing for you to gain by being a good sport, don't waste your time. It's not going to make you feel better. I guarantee it. It doesn't. But if you can make somebody else feel worse, then by all means, be a good sport. And if that person just said t- 10 minutes ago, fuck, I can fucking beat this guy, and then you just wiped the goddamn floor with his stupid face, then you should definitely go up and be a good sport because that will make him feel a million times worse than if you went up and said, ha-ha, you suck, because he already knows that, and you being as big of a dick as him 
it's just, you know, fighting fire with fire. So what you do is you go up to some guy that you just clobbered who said he was going to clobber you, and then you say, great job, man, because that's bullshit. You didn't do a great job, and now you feel worse because you lost to me. Uh, you predicted that you would destroy me, and you were destroyed by me. Now you're crying because you lost, and now you feel worse because I just told you, good job. And so that was... Uh, that that was one of the best uh, that was one of the best feelings I ever had was fucking mopping the floor with this little shithead, and then uh, and then salt in the wound going up and telling him that he did a great job because we all know he didn't. I was better, <laughs> and I made him feel even worse. And uh, sometimes that's the greatest feeling of all. Oh man, and that's uh, luckily these are traits that I'm. Uh, my kids are learning by example of how not to be uh, because they're legitimately good people and good athletes and good everything. And uh, they're learning by example of me how not to act. Like this morning when I was taking them to school and then I rolled down the window uh, at the little uh, uh, mini, whatever the fuck, a mini Cooper or something like that, or the little Fiat or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know that, uh, you know, these fuckers just like at the track at the Y they wait they're, they're waiting to make a right turn. They see you coming 45 miles an hour, and they wait, and they wait, and then they say, yeah, I'll wait till it gets closer, then I will slowly pull out onto the road. And, of course, causing me to swerve around. And then we got to the light, and this numbnuts knew uh, that she did something stupid because she wouldn't pull up to be you know nose-to-nose with me at the light. Now I'm in the left lane. She's in the right lane. Because I, you know, I was gonna. She didn't want to face me. She was. She was afraid to face me, and so of course I rolled down the the window on their side and yelled at her to because she was also. I realized when we got to the light and I looked back and I could see her face, and her face was was buried in her text messages or Facebook or whatever the fuck she was doing on her phone, which is really really stupid. Uh, so. So, yeah, I yelled out the window, you know, something to the effect of uh, something like, uh, excuse me, miss, please, uh, please refrain from using your uh, mobile device at this time so that you can focus on uh, the roadways and keep it safe for all of us. I said something like that, probably, probably just like that. I doubt it was any more intense than that. And I doubt that there were any swears. That doesn't sound like me. Uh, So anyways, uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But uh, but yeah, after I was done yelling at her, uh, then I rolled up the window and just told the kids, like, listen, I know I'm going to be a big hypocrite right now, but here it comes. Don't do the things that I do. You know, just be a good driver. Just be alert. And, you know, if somebody cuts you off in traffic and does something shitty, just, just fucking let it go because who knows. Don't be like me. Don't be like the old man. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm, I'm really a great parent as a result of showing my kids what not to do. Uh, so that reminds me. I want to look at the time here. Oh, okay. Oh, ah, we've still got some time. I, I'm trying to keep it within an hour, but I'm also going to just talk about whatever I want to talk about. So we may we may go over this one. I hope this podcast is good. I don't know. I've, who knows? But I'm enjoying it, so that's uh, that's honestly that's all that matters. So you can go fuck yourselves if you don't like it, and that's a really good attitude to have when you're trying to get subscribers and people listening to your podcast. 
Oh man, Jesus Christ. So, oh, there was something I was just about to say. Talking about the kids. Uh, oh, so here's here's something that I think is interesting. Uh, so Kimmy, uh, should I talk about this? I don't know. So I think it's funny. Um, we've been doing Weight Watchers for a little while. Ah, fuck, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, the wife and I, we've done it on and off, on and off for uh, since about 2002. When I got out of college, I did it. <laughs> and I stopped doing it. We both stopped doing it because one of the worst fucking parts of Weight Watchers was that you had to go to these goddamn meetings. And the meetings are pointless. They're useless. They're worthless. It's just a big fucking waste of time. The only thing that's good is you go and you weigh yourself on their official scales and then you log your weight. And if you can get the fuck out of there after that, do it. Because we made the mistake of occasionally going and then getting sucked into these meetings. And uh, it's kind of funny because <laughs> we'll still joke about it if... Uh, so the first meeting that we ever went to, holy fuck, it's the it's the saddest. It's just the worst. And look, I, everybody's like got their own story, and it sucks to be overweight when you're trying to not be. And like, especially especially when you've got, let's say, oh gee, I don't know, like a three to four hour commute every day, and then you've got, uh, you know, you're working ten hour days. Or 12 hour days sometimes it doesn't leave a lot of time when you're sitting in your car or you're sitting on a train or a subway or a desk in an office and then you you leave the house and it's five or six in the morning and you get back from work and it's six or seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven o'clock at night so and everybody's got their own shitty fucking story about why they're fat um, <laughs> these first, the first Weight Watcher meeting we went to, and the very first person, and I didn't know what to expect. I thought we we're going to weigh ourselves, and then maybe they'll get to give us some tips for not being so fat, and then we can leave. And so I sat down. I'm like, great, I'm going to learn how to not be fat. This is awesome. Give me, the, give me the tips. Give me the no fat tips. Well, the first thing that I learned is that these fuckers aren't allowed to say fat because they asked me in front of the whole group. Uh, oh, we've got some new newcomers today. Well, why are you here? And I would just and I would say quite simply because what else? Why the fuck is anybody here? We're fat and we don't want to be, or we were fat and now we're not, and we're afraid to go back to being fat because we didn't really enjoy being fat, and we bought all these new skinny clothes and we don't want to get the fat clothes out. So, what? Why am I here? I'm here to fucking lose weight. It's called Weight Watchers. What the fuck am I? Uh, I'm I'm here to uh, to learn uh, how to do open heart surgery, and I thought this would be a good. I'm fucking here to lose weight, you goddamn idiot. So. Ask a stupid question, right? Uh, so it was your first time? Uh, so you're new to Weight Watchers. Yeah, so what what brings you here? Uh, well, what makes you uh, sign up for Weight Watchers, and why are you here today? And so I just said simply, uh, well, I'm fat, and I would like to not be fat. And so that's why I'm here. Oh, and then the, the teacher, the instructor, whatever she is, she goes, oh, whoa, 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 we don't use, we, do, and then they say it, they say it this way, these goddamn idiots, oh, we don't use the F word in here. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't, I didn't say fuck, I said fat, you fuck. Oh, we don't use the F word in here, sir. I'm like, we don't say fat. 
I'm like, well, what do we say? We say, you could say, I'm, I would like to lose weight. I'm, I feel that I am uh, overweight. And I would, I'm like, well, yeah, I am overweight. I am also what you would call another, uh, another word uh, would be fat. So you, you, gravi- you could say whatever you want, gravitationally challenged, or you, all these fucking euphemisms all day. I don't give a shit. I'm a fat guy, and I'm here to learn how to not be a fat guy because I thought the sign on the door said Weight Watchers so I could lose weight and not be fat. So that was, that was the end of that. But now uh, they have these, they have the, the, you know, you could do it all online, so it doesn't matter. You weigh yourself, you track everything. It's got like a social media component to it, so it's all this shit, so. <laughs> so, so the first thing I did when I downloaded the app is I did one of those things where I like, uh, you know, where you can like, you tuck your face, you tuck your chin into your chest and then you try to make your, you know, your jowls and your cheeks, you try to make yourself look as fat as possible. I did one of those. And then I also, you know, I make my eyes bug out and I was, I was holding a donut in my one hand. So I've got my, I've got my face like this buried into my chest and I, <laughs> my eyes are poking out as I'm staring at a donut. And, uh, so that's my, uh, that's my profile picture on the Weight Watchers app. Uh, it says, it's just a, a picture of me looking as fat as possible, staring, uh, lustfully at a donut. Um, and it also, you can put like some comments, just like any social media thing you can put, you know, you're, I don't know, you're, you're, you're saying a, a quote or something. Um, and I think my quote is, uh, hold on. I, you know what? I'll just tell you what my quote is. It's, uh, it's, so there's a, there's a quote that I hate. Um, and I don't really have any reason why I hate it. It just drives me nuts. And it's that quote, what's your why? Like that's, that's somehow become popular over the last few years though. So what's your why? It's like, what? Why the fuck do we phrase it like that? Why can't you just say like, why are you doing this? What's your why? Oh yeah. So here it is. My, um, yeah, my Weight Watcher thing is me looking, <laughs> looking as fat as possible, staring at a donut. And I, it just says, I hate the phrase. What's your why? Legitimately hate that phrase. So that's my, that that's my Weight Watchers profile. And I, I, uh, I find that humorous. Um, the other thing that you don't get to hear when you go to the Weight Watchers meetings and uh, uh, I think anybody who's been to a Weight Watchers meeting knows exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Is is uh, so, sometimes there's some really great stories, some people like inspirational stories of like, oh man, I you know I gained all this weight, and I just I've been working my fucking ass off for the last three years, and I lost you know I lost it, and then I gained it back, and but now I'm I'm it's all these really terrific stories, like really like inspirational, and then there. <laughs> And then there's there's always one at every fucking meeting I've ever been to. There's one who has the opposite of any of that, where people say like, oh, you know, I just I go to parties and people are eating cake and pizza and all this great stuff. And I just, you know, I really I have to whatever their strategy is or they say, you know, or I'll let myself have a piece of pizza and I'll do this, but then I'll. I'll run an extra mile the next day. It's something just like all these great stories and their motivational stories. And then there's always one who stands up and she's, this is really bad. She's sobbing. And, uh, and then she goes, she goes, it happened again this week. 
My husband, <laughs> my husband's trying to sabotage me. He ordered a pizza, and it was a cheese pizza, and he knows that's my favorite pizza. And then <laughs> the first time that happened, Kim and I just looked at each other like, oh, man, we got to get the fuck out of here. Because, you know, sometimes, like, sometimes sometimes your wife's trying to lose weight or you're trying to lose weight and, like, she'll have something that's really good. But you know what? It's not fucking sabotage, stupid. It's called willpower. And I know that's hard. It's hard for me. But that's the thing. If, if, if somebody else breaks out, like, uh, you know, like, Kaylin came home. She made a, she baked a cake at her friend's house the other day, and I had a piece because I wanted some goddamn cake. I didn't go afterwards crying about how my daughter and her friend's parents tried to sabotage me by, by enjoying the things that they enjoy. That's the whole thing. You let people live their lives, and you live yours. And so when you go to these fucking Weight Watchers meetings, and there's, oh, my husband's sabotage. He's trying to ruin my weight loss journey by ordering pizza. And then he had an ice cream. You know what's in our fucking freezer right now? Two giant tubs of ice cream from Hayward's. Hayward's ice cream in Nashua is the best goddamn ice cream on the fucking planet. I don't care. Any, I've, I've, look, I'm a fat guy. I've eaten a shit ton of ice cream. There's nothing better than Hayward's ice cream. And we let the kids each pick out uh, like a month ago, like a, or a week, whenever, whatever the fuck it was. Let them each pick out. So there's a, a big tub of like a chocolate ice cream and there's a big tub of mint chocolate chip, which is one of my favorites. And you know what? Once in a while, I'll have a little bit of it. And the kids eat it. Not every night. We only let them have ice cream pretty much, you know, on a, once a week or on a weekend or something. But they love ice. Everybody loves fucking ice cream. They have ice cream. Kim makes a pizza. Her pizzas are delicious. She gives the pizza to the kids. If I want to have a slice of pizza, I'll have it. And then I do. I and then I'll eat something. Carrots or fucking grapes or something. And I, the next day, I don't wake up and say, oh, "My kids and my wife sabotaged me by making a." Pizza and buying ice cream. They should be on the same diet as me. God damn. So, uh, thanks, Weight Watchers, for uh, creating this app so that I never have to go into your fucking horrible Weight Watchers centers and be be <laughs> be fucking uh, scolded for saying fat, and then have to listen to uh, to old uh, Pam Pam Pizza crying about her husband enjoying pizza and then blaming him for enjoying pizza anyway so that's uh that's that's just more uh, more of me on this podcast showing you uh just what a fucking piece of shit i am and how uh, how critical i am of of everybody uh you know somewhat ironically because i mean <laughs> look at me for christ's sakes who am i to talk who am i to talk about anybody uh, but it won't stop me because I uh, I'll keep talking and I'll keep yelling at these morons at Weight Watchers. Uh, man, I think I'm gonna do. Yeah, I got some. There's some topics here. I don't really care about this. By the way, so yeah, so it's summer, right? It's it's June. It's hot out, and everybody here in here in New England, here in southern New Hampshire and the greater Boston area, doing the weather every day. 
uh, uh, you see this? You ever, you ever hear about this? You know, they, they do the weather in the morning, and they, they talk about uh, sunshine and all this stuff. And you, you, you read this? You hear? You hear about this? You see this? So, uh, Sherry Spear is talking on Boston Twenty Five News this morning, and uh, she, it's 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 just funny. Like, who who are you, uh, my my local meteorologist, to tell me what fucking good weather is? Don't fucking tell me. Like, they're always. Uh, sorry, guys. We're gonna have uh, temperatures in the fifties tonight, and then, uh, well, most of the viewing area, you're gonna you're gonna be looking at temps in the in the low eighties. But uh, Boston, I'm sorry to tell you, you're you're not gonna hit eighty today. Only uh, probably around 77, 78. I'm like what? What's the apology for? <laughs> it's not gonna be as shitty as the rest of the areas getting into eighties. Like me, I if I see that it's going to get, if I see that it's gonna get above. Uh, like 67 I'm like cranking the AC and hiding inside if it's gonna be 67 and sunny fuck that forget it anything more than that that's that's it I'm done I'm done I can't take it the sunburn the heat the humidity all this pollen that's floating around all day it looks like it looks like rain because it's moving so fast through the air it's disgusting so that's what like like when did 80 80 something become the end game like why is that? We're, is that what we're working for as a as a as a as a society? As our summers, like eighty degrees is what we want. That's what we want to achieve. Ah, oh, so sorry, Boston. You're only going to get to seventy-seven today. Like, okay. Oh, sorry. We're we're only going to be in the sixties on Monday. Like, great. That's for me. I'm going outside. Then I can actually go outside. It's going to be under seventy degrees. I don't understand. But uh, but still, I enjoy Shiri Spear and her seventy forecast with the weekend always in view. But who cares? Who fucking cares about weather? That's so stupid. That's such a stupid topic. Ugh. There was this weather guy though uh, in 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 Charlotte. I, I generally like a lot of the news personalities in in the Boston area and the New Hampshire station. WMUR. Uh, but in, uh, in Charlotte, there's this guy for the ABC affiliate, this fucking weather guy who's just such a freak. And, uh, this guy too, he's, he's kind of an asshole. Uh, he got his job back, but he was fired a couple years ago, uh, because he threw rocks at his wife. They had some, some argument, some dispute. And, uh, he was out in the driveway picking up giant stones, I think, and throwing, I think the the report said like five times he hit her with he threw rocks at her hit her with a rock or something like that. He's a he's a real classy guy, and uh, it's so funny because I was talking about you know the old timey like radio voice and that that kind of thing. This fucking dude, he gives the uh, he's, he talks like this. Uh, we've got the uh, there's a low low pressure system moving in this weekend. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hot and humid out there. We'll we'll keep our uh, Doppler radar. We'll we'll keep monitoring, uh, checking the models, uh, checking out the situation. We got the radar. There's a golf ball size hail coming in here. We got uh, and uh, we got the rain, possible tornadoes, likely uh, the hurricanes coming here. We, uh, we'll just keep it tuned here at six p.m. every day, and we'll talk to you more about the weather as it uh, as it develops as we as we get closer to the uh, to this storm moving. And that's what he fucking sounds like. And it's just like, who the fuck is this guy? Uh, and he's terrible. He's terrible. So so there's that. So there's that piece. Uh, this guy, uh, his name's John Aarons. I don't fucking care. <laughs> that's his name. 
uh, and Kim has always been obsessed with him because he's just it's it's, it's hard to look away because you listen to this guy and you look at this guy. And he's just, he's got this big stupid smile on his face while he's talking about the weather like this. And he's talking about, uh, we got a high pressure system moving in and it's going to be a little bit colder this evening. And, uh, and then tomorrow it's going to be a little warmer for the day because I got a run off to fucking run around. He just, it's, it's, it's like a bad accident. You can't look away. And then on top of that, the guy's a fucking hothead to say the least that he's throwing rocks at his wife and getting, arrested or he was fired from the news station and then he was welcomed back. I guess, you know, maybe he didn't throw uh, as big a rock as they said at her, even though he did throw rocks at her and hit her with rocks, but he's still doing the news, still doing the weather down there. <sighs> it's ponderous, man. It's fucking ponderous. Anyway, uh, those are, that was a topic that I had here on my, on my notepad. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm crossing them out as I go. I've got my little, I've got my little topics here. And then I, as I talk about them and that was just, that had nothing to do with anything except that the weather, I, I'm not looking forward to the heat. And then that reminded me of the weather guys down there in North Carolina and, uh, and this fucking uh, woodchuck-looking motherfucker named John Aarons who throws rocks at his wife and uh, gets to keep his job. And he talks like this every time. Hey, this is John Aarons with your, your seven-day forecast coming at you. It's crazy. It's, it's a weird place out there. That's why, I, as I always say, leaving the house is just not a good, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. You run into people like that. You got these assholes at dance recitals cutting in front of everybody. It's just—it's bad business out there, man. It's bad business. Um, yeah. So I don't know. These are these are the topics. I have one last thing. Yeah. Okay. Should I play? I'm gonna play one last clip. So and then and then that's that's gonna be over. It's enough. It's gone on long enough. This torture has gone on far too long. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What's this? Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, and I've got, a, I do have a, another prank call. I've got lots of prank calls, by the way. Poor old Cliffy from Grandma Cliff and uh, numerous Uncle Cliffs. Lots of different, lots of different Cliffs. And um, I got one that I'll play. I think this is Grandma Cliff. I'll play it at the end. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a sec. But one thing that I think I'm going to do is I'd like to start doing, uh, not start doing, well, I'm going to do a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a cliff, <laughs> like a cliff voicemail anthology. Uh, so every week I'm going to play a different cliff message. And then once I've gone through all of them, I'm going to do a special podcast, a special pop-up podcast. And you're not going to even know when it's going to be. Who knows when it could be? I don't even know. I don't know. Cause I don't know how many of these calls I have. And, uh, I'm going to play like I'm going to keep doing. I mean, I can play one after every show. And then uh, when they're all done, I will put them all together and I'm going to play them all chronologically. And there's some that I haven't played and I probably won't play at the end of these uh, weekly birthday boy podcasts. Uh, but I will include on the anthology just every goddamn call. For those of you who are enjoying the Cliffy calls, which I believe you are. And that was, I think that was one that uh, I couldn't find, I couldn't find Nate's feedback earlier. And he, uh, I know, Nate, I know you had something 
something really nice to say about the uh, the Cliffy phone calls that you were laughing, laughing during the uh, during laughing during the phone calls. So uh, I'm trying to find this text. I'm just I'm just sort of anyway. Uh, Nate says I already can't wait for next week, which says a lot, man. Keep it up. Yeah. First skit was uh, okay. I don't know. He, he, Nate had nice things to say about the cliff calls. So thanks, Nate. You're the best, man. You're the best. You too, Dumas. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some calls. I'm going to do an anthology of all of the of all of these cliff calls once we once we get through all of them. Uh, but the last thing I'm going to do before we go, I want to play. I'm going to play these tapes. Tapes. My kid Cameron fucking hates it when I say tapes. I just say that like if I'm if I'm recording something on the DVR, I just say oh, let's ta- oh I, I I'm setting it up. I'm going to tape. I'm going to tape whatever. This, I'm going to tape this show. Oh let's uh, yeah we have that on tape. Let's watch it. She's like, we don't have tape. We don't have anything on tape. There's no tapes. Stop saying tapes. Well, I'm sorry, but I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and we used tapes. We used audio tapes. We used videotapes. And so we taped things. It became it became a verb. I'm going to tape this. Uh, so, yeah, I will, I will play those tapes, those Cliffy tapes. All in one in one shot sometime in the in the weeks and months to come. Once we have exhausted all of the all of the cliff calls that we have, and we have many of them because I've made many of them, and I did two uh, two new ones this week uh, from Uncle Cliff. I uh, I'm looking forward to playing this one. It probably won't be for a while, but lots of lots of cliff tapes. But this this tape that I want to play right now, uh, hopefully it comes across on the uh, on the podcast. So sometimes, so the kid, <laughs> the kids like to play truth or dare, and uh, it's just you know it's it's Kaylin's rules. My youngest daughter, her rules are it'll be the four of us maybe at dinner, and like, let's play truth or dare. And truth or dare is basically just dare. There's no truth happening. It's just dare, and uh, and the rules are also that if it's my turn. Uh, Kaylin will uh, she'll say, "Daddy, it's your turn," which means um, you get to cho- you get to ask me if I'm going to do a truth or dare. Basically, the the rules are: Kaylin gets to take a turn every turn, and then occasionally Cameron might get a turn, and parents get no turn. That's the way it's played. Even when it's my turn, it's really not my turn. So it's dare. They choose dare every time. Every time, and we were just trying to eat dinner, and I couldn't think of anything, so I said, "Just go open the window." Go stand out on the on the patio and yell, uh, something, yell whatever it is. So I've got a, I've, I've got a few of them, but this one in particular. So we were listening. We usually listen to. I put on a little Sinatra, usually at dinner time. Something something relaxing. I love Frank Sinatra. I fucking love all that stuff. So I would listen to seriously Sinatra. Maybe listen to forties forties Junction. Yeah, you know, young young hip cool stuff. And. uh the other day we were listening to took a little took a little detour and we were listening to Lithium, and they were playing uh, Primus. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Winona's uh, Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that song was on, and I'm I, I just thought that was funny. So on a dare, you know, we've we've been having the kids yell 
yell shit out the window. Just that's their dare. Something pretty similar, pr- pretty harmless. And uh, so, yeah, this song was playing by Primus. So I said, hey, Kalen, uh, just open the, go stand out on the patio and just yell at the top of your lungs. Just yell the name of this song. So she said, okay. And off she went. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, just more of me laughing at my own stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's uh <laughs> that had me that had me really laughing. Oh man, she's so fucking funny. They're both hilarious. Oh my god. You know what? I don't, I think I might play one more. Let me see. I've got one more of these. I've got two Two more. So here's another one that we had. I don't even remember what we had Kaylin saying. But here is one of her truth or dares that she had to yell out the window. Let's see. See if this can pick up, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Opening the door. Really loud. Like, you have to scream it. Yeah, so that was Kaylin yelling out the, standing out on, you could hear the sliding door, and then standing out on the patio yelling at the top of her lungs uh, that she farted so bad. Oh my god. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many of them. Anyway. (laughs) It's, it's fun to have kids. It's fun that, like, when they're still young enough that you can just tell them to say something and they just say it. Um, and also, you know, if there's something that they don't know what it means, that's, that makes it even funnier. All right. That's, those are the, those are the big topics. I don't have any more. I've, I've got other topics just like last week. Some of these will carry over to next week and some of them might just get scrapped. I don't like all of these. I still, I fucking haven't, I haven't told like, I mean, that swim team thing that was high school. I haven't told a lot of high high school stories and there's, and there's tons of them. Uh, there's KB Toys stories that I want to get into, so maybe we'll do some of that next week. Some like some older stories of when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of some right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna write down and make a list. I'm gonna make another list for ep- episode four. Oh man, um, I'm writing something down. Foghorn, Leghorn, Six Flags. Yeah, that'd be a good. That's a fun story. But we're we're almost at an hour and a half, and I think that's a good time to 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 be done. And I'm going to I'm going to give you another another Cliffy call. And this particular call, that's the end of you notebook for today. This particular call is Grandma Cliff. Now, last week we played Uncle Cliffy calling. Uncle Cliff called Cliff uh, to express his excitement for Cliff coming to the Womack family holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island brought to you by Nabisco. This was, this was last week's call and this was from last Christmas. Uh, but what I didn't realize is there was a call that came before that from grandma Cliff talking about the spectacular. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave with that. That's going to be the, the call for today is grandma Cliff calling 
calling her grandson Cliffy Boy and uh, inviting him to the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular and then uh, spilling the beans on the big Christmas gift that she got for him. So I, that's about it. That's the setup for this one. <sighs> Boy, I feel like, I, yeah, I think there's more more that I'd like to talk about, but we'll do it next week. That's what next week's here for, right? You've got lives. You don't want to sit and listen to me all day. You probably don't want to sit and listen to me for 30 seconds, let alone uh, 90 fucking minutes or whatever this has been. So I got to go. That's that's it. Thank you, guys. Seriously, thanks for listening. Anybody who's out there listening, and if you subscribe on iTunes, if uh, if you want to give, you know, like a fucking five-star review, that would be that would be awesome, dude. Uh, and then in the meantime, if you want to reach out to birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com, uh, I don't know what we'll do with that, but but feel free to, to send me an email. Any feedback, reviews, hate mail. Uh, yeah, feel free to send it. So, so that'll be it for today. And next week we'll have some more fun. We'll have some more cliffy phone calls. We'll uh, we'll have all kinds of things. Who knows? Who knows what the fuck we'll do next week? I don't even know. So yeah, uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, leave me five stars. If you're gonna leave anything less than five stars, I don't know. Four stars, I guess, is fine. I don't know. Why would you leave four stars? Anybody who's listening to this is a friend. And even if you hate this thing, you should just leave me five stars anyways, just to be a pal. I'm not looking for constructive criticism. I'm not looking to improve. I'm looking. I'm looking to manipulate the statistics so that the more five-star reviews I have, the more that the people will think this is a legitimately a five-star podcast. And then, of course, they'll be tricked. But at least they'll subscribe and they'll listen to a few seconds of it, which is which is good. So, yeah, go and leave me five stars. Send me an email. Uh, do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, and that's it. And we'll, we'll do this again next week, hopefully. Holy shit. So that's it. I made it to the end of this podcast. Now I've set a new personal record. Slamcast previously had two episodes. We have now finished episode three of the Birthday Boy podcast. That is a record. That is a milestone. And uh, it's one of the greatest achievements of my life. Okay? Great. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. I love you for listening. I really do. I can't can't fucking stress this enough how much I I love you for for tuning in and giving me feedback. So have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, And remember, guys... uh, Positivity is for giant fucking douchebag asshole pieces of shit. Uh, but but kindness kindness matters. Yeah, kindness matters. Okay. Talk to you later. Gator. <laughs>
I just want to tell you how happy and how excited I am that you're be coming out to Hilton Head Island this year for the Womack Family Holiday Spectacular. I just want to let you know that I can barely contain my excitement because eventually, Cliffy, you're going to have to talk to your grandmother, and I can't wait to talk to you, my little baby boy, my little baby butter boy, little butter boy, Cliffy boy, baby boy. Oh, God, I'm so excited, Cliff. Listen, I want to tell you that I'm very excited that you'll be coming this year because I know you were unable to attend last year's Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island because, uh, as I understood it, you were home uh, toggling your balls for seven straight days, Cliffy. Oh, my God. What kind of person does that for seven straight days? I mean, a few minutes, perhaps, like your grandfather does under the table from time to time. But my God, Cliffy, seven days, who do you think you are? Anyway, Cliffy, that was then, this is now, you're coming to the Holiday Island Spectacular, and I can't wait to see you at the Womack Family Holiday Family Spectacular, brought to you by Nabisco. Listen, Cliff, I can't contain my excitement about something else. I got you a gift this year that you're going to just absolutely love. And I can't stand to wait any longer. I'm going to spoil the surprise for you right now, Cliffy, and let you know that I got you your favorite thing. I got you 50 shades of gray slacks, Cliffy. 50 pairs of slacks, all in your favorite color. Gray, light gray, dark gray, medium gray, Medium light gray, medium dark gray, lightish dark gray, darkish light gray. I got you all of your favorite trousers. I got you all of your favorite trousers, your favorite slacks. And I, I can't wait to see the look on your face when you open them. And then you can try on all 50 pairs and we can see how great they look on you, Cliffy. Because I know that's one of your favorite things to do, is to try on a nice new pair of slacks. Also, Cliff, I can't wait to tell you this either. Not only did I get your favorite color, but I had them all tailored to your favorite size fittings. That's right, Cliffy. The bottoms of the pants won't go any lower than your ankles, and the waistline comes right up to just below your nipples, Cliffy. Just the way you like them. You're going to look so handsome in your new slacks, and I can't wait to see you try them on. It's going to be outrageous. It's going to be, it's going to be the most fun and most exciting holiday Womack Family Island Spectacular that we've ever had, Lizzie. And I can't wait to see you wear those slacks when we have our annual Christmas conga line. Oh, my, my heart can't take it. I'm so excited. I first, my little baby boy is coming to Hilton Head Island for the holidays. My little boy, my little butter boy, my little baby butter boy, Cliffy. Oh, your Grandma Cliff loves you, Cliff. It's Grandma Cliff, Cliff. Anyways, Cliffy, I can't wait to see you on the island. I can't wait to see you try on your new Christmas slack. Oh, my God, it's going to be so, it's going to be outrageous. It's going to be so fun. 
Okay, Clippy. Get back to whatever you're doing, and I'll see you in a couple weeks, dear. I can't wait. Okay, Clippy. If you grab my clip, Cliff, give me a call. And listen, Clippy, I'm just so happy that you're coming out to see us this year instead of staying home to toggle your balls for seven, for seven straight days like you did last year, Clippy. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you'll be seeing us instead of toggling your balls. And listen, there'll be time to sneak off and do that. You can toggle your balls on your own time. But I can't wait to see you try on those slacks, Clippy. Okay, it's Grandma Cliff, Cliff. I'll talk to you soon, my little boy, my little baby. My butter, my butter boy, my little butter baby boy. Because, you know, what you did with the butter that one time when you were a child. Oh, my God. Okay, Cliffy, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.